This is the Chatter with Chad podcast. I'm your host, Chad Gleisel. This week's guest is David Chavez. Good bartender. Yeah. Bartender makes him strong. How have you been? Good, good. Busy as always. Uh, no rest for the weary if it's that one thing, it's another, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, a shout out to uh, my chiropractor, Andy Latanishin. I'm not sure if I could pr- uh, plug his services in, but he was wonderful. Um, I had uh, uh, something with my neck. It was a pain in the neck. That's actually what it was. But I've had it for now over three years. And last year, well, 2021, I spent three to four months of uh, physical therapy to no avail. Then I had to repeat the process a year later. And so I got sick of it. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to go back to more physical therapy. So I went to a chiropractor. And I would say within four first sessions, I was done. I'm, I'm back. I'm okay. Nice. So, you know, it, it's I really do recommend uh, chiropractic care whenever it, it's it's needed. Yeah, I, I should see one. It, it was very helpful. I Extremely need, helpful. I need my back cracked. <laughs> and my neck. My neck's really bad. Go see from, Andy. It's from tearing around this family all my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did you're not a family man yet. Yet. Yeah. How was your holidays? Great. It was uh, short. It felt like it just breezed through. Yeah, I get that. Uh, they're not like they used to be when I was a kid. You know, it's it's especially I remember, you know, around um, Christmas and stuff. It was always such a joyous time, and everybody was, and it it just doesn't feel the same anymore. It feels like it just comes and goes. I don't know if just the times have changed, or if it's just me or what. But I I have noticed that if it feels like it just like one day it's Christmas Eve, and then it's Christmas, and it feels like it just flies by. Yeah, well, especially when you know once Halloween starts, you know it's holiday season all the way down. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, so for me, Christmas went by really fast. Although I, I kept myself really busy, I did a lot of uh, quote unquote Christmassy things. So you know, uh, um, I was uh, the what is it called? The actual title of it, the Rockettes Christmas Special. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I was part of a group of singers called uh, uh, Darla Bear Singers, and so I was part of that. And uh, normally the Radio City Music Hall has a group of singers during the Christmas season before before the Rockettes actually come on. So we were part of that. We just did about four, I think, four or five Christmas carols as a prelude before the Rockettes, before the actual show started. So That's awesome. So that was pretty neat. I mean, to be on stage uh, at Radio City Music Hall was really an honor and, and a privilege for me. I mean, I was on it before, but not... <laughs> Not as a singer, but just as there, there was the... Uh, a the, rockette? What? You were a rockette? No, 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 no. I was not a rockette. No, no. I did the uh, backstage tour where they mm-hmm. actually show you, you know, the workings on and, and they do have you walk across the stage and what have you. And they show you the, the platform that rises and all that. Yeah. 
And the funny thing is that most people don't know this, but uh, back in the 30s, I believe it was, whenever they actually put it, it was a, a top secret because from there, that's where they put that uh, elevator in um, battleships in uh, what we call flat tops on the aircraft carriers to lower and raise the ships, I mean the, okay. uh, the, the planes on the ship. So apparently that was the first time they ever used it uh, was in Radio City Music Hall back in the 30s. And so it was kind of like a top secret thing until the, you know, they use it for the military yeah. and on the Navy. And so we were told that they actually had guards there. Yeah, same thing with, um, I believe it was, uh, the there was a, I forget. I think it might be the Empire State Building. I forget which building it is. It's, no, I don't. It's not the Empire State Building. It's um, oh, what's that train station? Um, Central oh. Station. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. have a secretive area down in the That's right, underground yeah. that yeah. Uh, has the power source. Well, I don't think so much anymore. I think it still does. But back um, during World War Two, it had the power sources for most of the East Coast transportation as far as trains go. So I know that was okay. uh, heavily yeah. armed during World War II. And I know that um, Hitler actually tried to, it was a, uh, Hitler tried to send down um, spies spies with sand. They actually caught him because uh, it was a, a generator motor. So if you would have thrown sand into it, you would have destroyed it. So they were sending them, there was sand to toss sand into the, hmm. the electric like turbine to destroy it. Um, but we ended up getting them it, actually to the fact where they were given orders that if anybody tried to come down there, it was basically shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. If anybody on un unauthorized came down there, they were more or less directed to kill. Wow. 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 It's funny how, th how things, you know, how things are, are so different nowadays <laughs> yeah. compared to, you know, during World War World War Two, because my uh, in-laws tell me stories about you know like um, making sure there was no light from your house, so you had to use like dark curtains and all that, and uh, things were ra rationed, so you had to yeah, use yeah. tickets and what have you. To um, you could only buy certain things at certain times and using so many tickets. Yeah, yeah, the the rations, the rations, I guess, must have been hard. Uh, Luckily, we don't have to deal with that yet. No. Well, I hope, I hope never. I hope never, really. With the way things are going, who knows? If we go into a World War III. Um, no. No, there'll be... I think that that would be the end of all of us. Yeah. To be honest with you. Oh, am I supposed to be wearing headphones? No, you don't have to. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're behind you if you want to, but you don't have to. I just noticed you... you Oh, okay. <laughs> he, it's not Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You don't have to wear headphones. Like I said, they're they're behind you if you want to, okay. but that's your option. Alrighty. Um, no. I could hear you perfectly well. Good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you have a wild cat. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I the the rations and stuff I know from I mean obviously when you get back into World War Two I had family on on both sides in a sense my grandparents lived over there and I know it was hard with rations over there too and 
Mm-hmm. You know, they really limited food and just uh, f- I feel like living like that. I eat too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's funny how certain things were not even available back then, you know, like uh, uh, like women's nylons, you know, because of uh, they needed the whatever um, to make the nylons. Well, they they were using them yeah. to, you know yeah for the materials for the war yeah parachutes and what have you. Especially when you go back in history when we had to like change money and stuff because of metals and yeah and what we needed and yeah. stuff for wars. Yeah. Speaking of parachutes, do you know that um, I don't I forgot the name of of the place, but it's an old old beaten up where looks like a warehouse across from well maybe just a block away from Lancaster Catholic High School. Um, and that factory used to make parachutes back in those days. And uh, I think someone bought it, and I think they might make it into, of course, condominiums yeah, or that's apartments. Yeah. Either know. that or hospital. That seems to be where everything's going, at least around here. Well, I think in that area, I think they're going to stick to a the condominiums, you know, or, or some sort of apartments, what it have you. It seems like the second a little piece of land goes for sale, a hospital's buying it. Well, or all, a doctor's office. Well, all of uh, North uh, Duke Street, mostly, what these beautiful, gorgeous ho- houses from back in the late 1800s, maybe, uh, are were all bought by you know, uh, the hospital and are now like, uh, doctor's offices, uh, that specialize in whatever, you know, so that's where they are now. Yeah. Well, do they have the money? Because I mean, to, to, well, they don't pay taxes. They, I never even thought about that. Never thought about that, but yeah, they, they're rolling in it. Oh yeah. 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 Them and churches. <laughs> I just turned Chatter with Chad into a religion. Well, I'm game of your game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, uh, it's 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 funny how religion is supposed to be something peaceful, and it's it, it's not. It, it's it's like, and, and I guess and I guess the thing is what what makes it evil religion really bad. I can't say evil, but maybe evil would be the word, is when you're trying to convince, convert the other person by force. Yeah. You know, um, Christians have done it. I'm sure the Jews have done it. I'm sure the Muslims have done it. I'm sure everybody and their mother has done it. Because, you know, you're trying to convince that person that you are right and you are wrong. And you are misled, and you are da 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 da. da. So we want to bring you out into the light, and so on and so forth. And, and you know, and those could be your own personal beliefs. But if you're trying to force it on somebody, that's where it's evil. That's where it's bad. That's where you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was just listening to um, uh, Neil, the 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 one scientist. He was talking about afterlife and his theories of it, and. I thought there was something he said that uh, he obviously he doesn't really believe in in religion. He he looks at it more from a scientific standpoint. And somebody had asked him, you know, what do you think happens after death, more or less? And he said that he feels like he feels like when you die, 
your body more or less just go, you you basically go into a a matter of nothingness and he compared it to birth he said mm-hmm. like in his opinion scientifically he said death is kind of just like birth like you don't remember anything before you were born you just didn't exist you you were in like a state of non-existence and he says that he feels like death is really the same thing that just kind of when it's over you you just kind of go into a state of uh non-existence like before you were born and i did think that was interesting because it's not really something i ever thought of but i will say that it actually in, in some ways uh how do i put this it it, it kind of um it kind of, it, I I see that kind of as a positive light, almost in the sense of you know, um, if if things start getting tough, you know, God forbid, like I think to like my father, people who who start going down a, a, a bad path, kind of once you know their body starts dying more right. or less. I mean, in a sense, a, a matter of nothingness is is better than being in pain. I'd rather just be gone than laying there in, in pain and suffering right. you know well well that's um and, and here's a, a plug for uh hospice i uh, i think those people are really fantastic really good they, they took care of my wife they did a very fine job in not having her to suffer or feeling any pain yeah um, and um in in hospice at least you know in lancaster county is is wonderful is a wonderful agency and i I highly, uh, well, I, I can't say I highly recommend it because I don't want you <laughs> to die on me. But, <laughs> but, but for for those people who who uh, who are you know coming to terms with the end of life, it, I think it's a very good agency to to take care of. Well, that's good to know. We'll plug them. them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I guess besides death, have you? Uh, Let's talk about life. Yeah, have you? Yeah, yeah. Behind, speaking of that, Lahayam. Cheers. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, sports. You watch sports at all? Games coming up. Super Bowls coming That's up right, soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, the Ravens versus the Kansas City Chiefs, and I forget the other the other group. There's actually, I believe it's tonight. Two games, so nobody's probably listening yeah. to us <laughs> because I believe both games are on. One was at three, and then there's another one I believe at six o'clock. And and out of whoever wins, uh, will be the ones that will be playing the Super Bowl. Well, by the time everybody can listen to this, it'll already be over with and done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a football fanatic? No, I mean I watch football. I have a team, but I wouldn't sit there and say I'm I'm not like a diehard football fan or anything. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm yeah, not I mean I, I'm I enjoy sports and stuff. I know it's hard looking at me, but I'm not the biggest athlete in the world. Uh so I don't really <laughs> I can't say that I'm too too intentive on a lot of the sports and stuff, but well, at least at your age, and at your physique, you probably could do much more than I can at my age and my my, uh, my physique. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Come to think of it, at my age, you start you get up in the morning and things start creaking, and you're like, oh, God, I creak you know? and crack too when I'm really? getting up. Yeah, so wow. it's not much. It's not much better on my end. 
I'm sorry, but at 28, I, I was not feeling that well, that, that way at all. I mean, I was just, I was fine. It's now that, that 40 years later, that's when things creep up. Yeah, it's just, I mean, life's stressful. I have, I have to, you know, carry around the show. Well, especially in, I, your, in your career, your business. Yeah, and then yeah. waking up every day and uh, knowing that you have to come put on this Chatter Chad show to help out the people <laughs> that listen. It's... <laughs> It's a it's a stress. Oh it's my! A stress, I, I, feel, you know, I feel your pain, as former President Clinton used to say. I feel your pain. It's not easy being the talent, but <laughs> you know it's it's. I I get up every day and I do it. You hear Hollywood? Sign this man up. <laughs> yeah. How's wedding planning going for the kid? I I believe. You know, knock on wood, June of next year. Nice. Nice. We'll have to do a celebratory chatter with Chad. There we go. Yes, that'd be fantastic. Yes, yes. This is season two. Everybody's been asking when Chatter with Chad would be back on. And we're back. back. Yeah. With the fan favorite, Dave Chavez, of course. Thank you very much. I I didn't realize it was going to be the fan favorite. But you have had really nice people on on on, on your show. You're really, uh, really you have. You are. And of course, it wouldn't be chatter with Chad without Chad. Hey. <laughs> well, did I tell you? So I here's a story for you about the pie. We were actually in the. Uh, we were in the talks with somebody about sponsoring the show, and it ended up falling through because uh, they said the show was too inappropriate. So <laughs> I don't. In what ways was I don't, it inappropriate? I don't know. I don't know how how. You don't have a potty mouth. I don't have a potty mouth. So I don't know how did it become inappropriate. Inquiring minds want to know. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, well, now this is a whole new uh, aspect to it, having uh, video included. So, you know, it's different not just having the mics and the audio. I have to put nice pants on when I do these and smile a little bit more than traditionally. So now that you're smiling, I guess you have your nice bright pearlies shining, yeah. huh? Do you, sp- speaking of, obviously, oh, you, need, you need your spirits? Yes, please. Um, obviously, uh, what, what would you say, uh, what's your favorite drink, your favorite spirit? Hmm. Oh, I have many. I tried just recently. I'm not a bit, I'm not into the seltzers very much, but, um, on Friday I was hanging out with a group of, of people. I tried, uh, it was actually, um, it was a mango Mango Rita, uh, by, by them. Oh really? Um, you, yeah. you mean like a margarita, but with mango? Yeah, it it was. It came in a can oh. or straw Rita. I think it was strawberry. It, yeah, it wasn't mango. Sorry, straw Rita. Um, but made by them, mixed, infused with them. I got I oh. got them at the uh, the state store. Uh, for people that don't know what that is, it's the state run liquor store. 
um, like owned we have by, here. Owned by the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, so I picked I picked them up at the state store, and it, it wasn't terrible. I'm not a big seltzer person, um, but they were good. They far from my traditional rum and coke. Well, if you if you're talking about mixed drinks, uh, uh, I have <laughs> plenty that I love. Uh, rum and cokes are good. Of uh, pina coladas, fantastic. Um, Manhattan's, you know. Long Island's. Yeah, Long Island iced teas. I haven't had those for quite a while because you need you need five. I think it's five clear liquors to go in it, uh, and, and just a shot of coke. Yeah, well, we prob we probably have the liquors here. We have the, all the spirits, all the spirits to get you talking. And you know, and, and uh, well, and then when it comes to straight liquor, well, I'm not really a, a straight liquor drinker. Uh, tequila, depending on the brand, mezcal, depending on the brand. Because there's there, there's some uh, and, and any liquor really it, depending on, on on the quality, uh, uh, that that's come you have what you call a top shelf liquors. Yeah. You know, uh, because they're, they're smoother. You we mean, buy the you, top shelf stuff here. And you could oh that's fantastic! I'm glad. <laughs> uh, and and uh, and they're of course smoother than. Uh, than other ones. Uh, case in point, uh, I'm not an expert in like Manhattan's, but you know, just you know, uh, Jim Beam and uh, what was it? Uh, Martini and Rossi Vermouth, Sweet Vermouth, and then all of a sudden I come across a guy who's really into Manhattan's, and he tells me things that I'm like never heard of. Oh, oh, you mean you that kind of Sweet Vermouth? Oh, you mean that kind of uh, of um. Bourbon, yeah, like oh, okay, never heard of them, but you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever, you know, rocks your boat. Yeah, I'm not a big, like I said, I'm not a big alcohol guy, a big drink guy. When I make the show, other than that, I don't drink very often. Uh, you have to with Chad or Chad. Um, this is my one time. This is how I let loose. Mm. Well, one thing I do believe in, um, and, and when I mow the lawn. Oh, really? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I should. <laughs> No, the only thing I do have to have is if ever I'm uh, I'm eating anything with pasta, I have to have a glass of wine. Yeah. You know. Um, um, You're inner Italian. I'm sorry? You're inner Italian, I said. Well, uh, yeah. I, I, well, it's just that, you know, with uh, – what is it? I, let me see if I can remember. Uh, una giornata sin vino come una giornata – the soli, I think I'm saying it right. A day without wine is like a day without sunshine or without the sun, you know. And and uh, and so I really did believe in a glass of wine with with pasta, even though yeah. I'm not I'm not a big big pasta eater. Uh, well, number one, it's it's a lot of carbs, and as a diabetic, you, you know, you're not supposed you're supposed to watch what, you know the carbs that you're eating. So I'm not a pasta eater like. I, uh, I know there's some people who could have pasta every single day of their <laughs> lives. I'm not. And come to think of it, I'm not a person who eats something every single day the same the same thing. You know, I know there's some people who do, but 
I could be either or. I don't mind. I, I could eat the same thing every day if I had. That never bothered me, but I don't. I don't tend to. But like, if I make a, a really big meal, then it can it can easily turn. You know, I know some people like uh, uh, friends and stuff of mine. Where it would be like that. Like we we'd make like I'd make a big dinner, and then the next day it's like, well, we have this. To eat. Well, we had that yesterday, and it's like, well. I have it. I don't, yeah, like yeah. I don't. I know I ate it yesterday, but it all goes to the same place. Like it's not oh, like. Oh, oh right, yeah. But I mean, after the third day, it's like okay, I've had enough of this. Let's 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 move on with life. Let's, the only let's thing I could try do something else. Pizza, I could eat pizza every day, no problem. Really? Yeah, the pizza doesn't well, the, get the, to me like that. Well, the thing is, at least with me, I could vary my pizza. It could be sausage and pepperoni one day. It could be maybe. Uh, a veggie pizza the other day or something like that. But, but even so for me, having pizza every single day, I just, I no. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I, mean, I don't eat pizza every day, but okay. I could. <laughs> yeah. I don't eat pizza that often, actually, but I could eat it every day yeah. if I had to. That's like the same thing with tacos, okay? Uh, and people think that Mexicans eat tacos every single day. And they get, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, not really. <laughs> Come to think of it, uh, every, if somebody invites you over to your house, <clears throat> to their house, and they say um, in Spanish, you know, come over here for a, un taco, it's the same thing like me inviting you over for a sandwich. You know, it's yeah. just, you know, just something to eat, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to partake. I do enjoy tacos. I'm glad. <laughs> Which is what we had on New Year's. Right. When we toasted in the New Year's. And I believe you haven't gone to Chilangos yet. No, I have not. Hey, we have to make <laughs> we have to make dinner at one of these days in Chilangos. Unfortunately, they're closed on Sunday and 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 Monday too. Yeah. But but it's a great family. They are hard workers, and I know the chef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, cheers to salud al chef Pepe. Salud. Uh-huh. But uh, they, um, but the um, Chilangos here in Lid, it's, uh, it's really family run and it's authentic Mexican food. It's not, it's not Taco Bell. Yeah, you're it, not a fan of Taco Bell. It's not, it's not any, it's not a chain. It's not, uh, what's it, what else is out there that's, that's a chain? Uh, Chipotle? Yeah. 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 You know, and stuff like that. that um, you're not a fan of Taco Bell. No, not come a sponsor. To, come to think of it, <clears throat> um, I would like to try their breakfast burritos, just to see how they are. Yeah, try them. You know, I uh, haven't I haven't done that yet, but um, but uh, if there was a, a video I saw not so long ago about how many things that we Americans think that's authentically Mexican or authentically Italian or authentically Chinese, and if you go to that country. It's non-existent. <laughs> yeah, like chow mein is not Chinese. Uh, General Chow's chicken is not Chinese. It's <laughs> it's American. Whatever whoever came up with this, uh, even um, what is it? Spaghetti and meatballs. We think it's Italian. What's well, it's either spaghetti or meatballs, but not the combination. And what else is it? I heard. I just found out that it's not Italian. Oh, Alfredo Fettuccini. You won't find it in Rome. You won't find it anywhere in Italy. It's something that we invented. You know, um, what's another thing that that that's, that we invented that's American? Chimichangas. 
Never freedom. heard of it. I mean, you know, you go to Mexico and, and and if you ask for chimichanga, they look at you funny like, "Qué carajo es eso? What the hell is that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do enjoy a chimichanga. Well, believe it or not, for the first time I had one, and yeah, it was good. It was okay, but it was like, huh? Okay. <laughs> no, I had a. Chim- I've I've had some chimichangas. They they're good. They're uh, they're something. They're Ch- good dippers. Well, Chilangos makes good ones because, uh, I mean, and and then the, here's the thing also that at times a lot of uh, ethnic restaurants have to cater to the American palate. Yeah. I mean, you... you, you Freedom, you, guns. Well, yeah. I mean, wrong palate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking, you know, your taste buds. And speaking of taste buds, you want to make sure that, that uh, uh, you don't burn them off by having something that's, you know, su- super spicy hot. Yeah. You know, so... Because uh, uh, most Mexicans, and, and not only Mexicans, but uh, other people in the world eat really spicy food. Uh, yeah. Indians, uh, uh, Pakistanis, uh, people from all other parts of the world, you know, that, uh, that do eat really spicy food. Much, Maybe even much spicier and hot than, than Mexican food. Yeah. Tell us how you really feel. Of what? About these foods. You're, you're, you don't like spicy uh well Can't handle the heat as i'm getting older believe it or not as i'm getting older i have more problems than i would heartburn yeah. i never had heartburn a day in my life before and now all of a sudden like even before i came here to the podcast <laughs> i had to take a uh uh what is it called tums no 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 um prilosec but the generic version yeah. of it you know yeah because uh, and i'm thinking well i didn't have anything spicy at all nor breakfast, nor Great, lunch. You're coming here sick. I should have COVID tested you before we we got this. Under. Hey, speaking of COVID, did you get your shot yet? <laughs> I got my two shots last week, my flu shot and my COVID shot. And next week I'm getting my, what is it called? I call it RSVP, but it's not, there's no P, RSV. Okay. Respiratory. Yeah, it's that new, is it that thing going around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, and the funny thing is that nowadays you, you hear all this stuff that has to go, you know, you have to do if you're uh, past 60, blah, 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 blah. And say, well, yeah, I guess I have to, you know, so. You have to cater to them. Yeah. Uh, so I've been all shot up, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, we've, 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 I've barely left the house. We had these uh, past couple snows. That's nice for us. We, I like the snow. I do enjoy it. It's nice that we had some snow. I grew up with it. <laughs> I grew up with blizzards. As a matter Sweet of fact, home, Chicago. Yes, from Chicago. As a matter of fact, when we first moved to Lancaster, back in the seventies, early seventies, and um, <laughs> we had a snow day, and here we're all packed. You know, we're all waiting for the bus and waiting for the bus, and waiting and no bus, and uh, some man passes by and sees us that we've been waiting there for quite a while. And he said, are you waiting for the school bus? I said, yeah. Oh, well, today's a snow day. You're not supposed to, you know, there is no buses running. Really? So I, we found that was very strange when we first moved to Lancaster. Lancaster. I used to call it Lancaster when we first moved from Chicago. So when my mom saw us, she said, well, what happened? And I said, well, there's no school. There's no school. Well, why not? Because it's a snow day. She didn't believe us. <laughs> she she called the neighbor. Says that my kids are back home because there's a, a snow day. What's that? It's oh no no here in Lancaster if it snows you know the 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 uh, the roads get 
what's what's the Lancastrian word? Slippy for the buses. And so then um, there's no buses running and blah, blah, blah. And so there's a snow day, which is unheard of in Chicago, of course. There's, I mean, I remember there, there was a, a blizzard one time and uh, maybe there was no school for a day or two. And then afterwards, you know, you, you had to go to school and you're walking through the middle of like a snow tunnel. I mean, there's walls of snow on both sides, but you made your way. Well, we had neighborhood schools. So yeah, yeah. I think I just had to walk about two or three blocks over. To, to the school so you know but when we first came here it was like a snow day really you cancel school because it's snowing and <laughs> those were the best days <laughs> <laughs> and then when it came to Lancaster I heard uh, and, and at first I thought it was just a uh, Stoffers of Kissel Hill not our sponsor uh, thing about <laughs> people shopping for bread and milk and eggs yeah, the day before it snows, and I think, oh, we're having a French toast contest or something going on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't fill up on the uh, eggs and bread and milk before a snowstorm. If I don't eat it, no. If I have enough, no. I don't, you know, I, I don't do that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, Although I do make good French toast. I'll tell you, you have to, you have to bring some with on the podcast. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless us with some French toast, maybe spiced. Believe it or not, I made a French toast one time that it was too spiced. Um, here's, <laughs> here's my little secret. Uh, I use eggnog, okay? Regular eggnog yeah. with, uh, uh, instead of and an egg or two, and the eggnog. And we have the secret ingredient, believe it or not, which you would not find in the United States, is Bermuda liqueur. Okay. It's made out of, I forget what kind of fruit. It just grows in Bermuda. Laquat, I believe it's called. And you just add a little bit of it. And then, of course, a little bit of vanilla, also alcohol. And and then uh, I ran out of regular eggnog, so I used the Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog, <laughs> which has brandy, rum, whiskey already in it. Yeah. So I did that, plus the Bermuda liqueur. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> plus the uh, vanilla extract, which also has alcohol, and boy, <laughs> that French toast was like woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> you were having a good day. You were starting the morning off strong. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I told my my future daughter-in-law, said, mm, "It's kind of came out a little bit strong here. So, whatever you do, don't light us, don't light anything." <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I, I I like French toast. Um, uh, who does? Some place I went to, I forgot where it was. I think Night and Day, not our sponsor. Uh, <laughs> stuffed French toast. It is to die for. Have you ever had stuffed French toast? No, I can't say I have. What what do they stuff it with? Um, sliced strawberries. At least the one I had had like uh, uh, sliced strawberries. And uh, cream or something in the middle of it. It was oh, it was delicious. Now you're making me hungry. <laughs> but you're not a breakfast person, right? So you no, you know. yeah, I don't really eat a lot of breakfast foods. I ju- I think it's because I'm not really a morning person. Yeah, well, neither am I. I'm not a, but I am a breakfast person. So my breakfasts are are, are varied. I mean, it's never the same thing. Yeah, you know, I could have like a cold cereal or oatmeal or eggs of some sort of somehow. Uh, waffles or pancakes or french toast you know 
Believe it or not, I, I, I'm not a picky eater. Some people are very picky eaters, uh, and they only... You? Yeah, I'm a picky eater. Oh, really? Uh, I guess you could have a picky eater club. You could, I mean, there's people across the street from you that are members wanted, of the picky eater club. I always said that I wanted to make a picky eater like a blog where you could blog food from restaurants that's for picky eaters. Like, you know, because you, you go to... Like for me, like um, you go to websites, you read these blogs and stuff, and it's like, oh, they reviewed like you know the, this place has this mega burger, this and that, and I, I'm thinking like, well, I would never eat that. There's 50 million things on that that <laughs> I would never put in my mouth. So I'm like, I, why can't we have like a blog where they just rate like, how's their plain hamburger? <laughs> how's their chicken tenders and French fries? Like, how's their like Caesar salad? Like. Where's the plain stuff? Oh, like man. I don't want their like you know. Oh, and I'm stuff. and I'm the opposite. I mean, the more stuff, the merrier. For example, like, oh, uh, and I still remember this. It's the most memorable pizza I've ever had. It was someplace in in Boston, and my cousin says he calls it a garbage pizza, and it's because everything's on it. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you know, your sausage, your pepperoni, your ham, your ground beef, uh, your. Um, uh, onions, your tomato—I mean, not tomato. Your onions, your olives, your green peppers, and and it goes on and on. Um, I, anchovies, I'm not too crazy about. I like anchovies, but only on the cracker by itself. Yeah, yeah. But it was delicious. So you know, the more stuff is on my pizza, fantastic. Like to me, a a pizza when I say with everything on it, I mean literally everything, <laughs> minus the anchovies. You don't like anchovies. Um, on crackers, yeah, by uh, by themselves, but on a pizza, not really. Yeah, I can't do anchovies. Yeah. I like when it comes to pizza. I'm very uh, old fashioned. Old I like fashioned. pepperoni. That's it only. Pepperoni, yeah. Only pepperoni. I mean, I'll take cheese and the other healthy stuff. Uh huh. Basically, I need my meat. You need the food pyramid. Right. I need my cheese. I need my tomato. I need my uh, meat. My pepperoni. I need my bread. The dough. I need my food groups yeah you're not basically a, it's like it's like it's like having a slice of vitamins uh, yeah well yeah yeah and they, they said uh at least they used to i'm not sure now that pizza was pretty healthy because you had your bread your carbs you had your tomato paste you know your your vegetable uh, and then you had your cheese which was your dairy uh your protein could be either your pepperoni or your sausage and of course, then you could dress it up more and have your onions and your peppers and what have you, you know. Um, but some people don't like all that stuff. Um, and then there's also the the paternal feud for those people who really love uh, ham and pineapple on a pizza, you know. Yeah. And um, but there was a friend of mine who we went to. I forgot the name of that place. In, it was in Millersville, and. Um, and they had even like a special corner, a, a special area of the restaurant that's cornered off just for, for back then, students who were 21 and over to drink beer. So it was it specialized more like in beer and pizza. And his favorite thing was, believe it or not, was a pizza with shrimp on it. He loved Interesting. Sh- but it was, you know, it was, uh, it wasn't your. See, I'm your, not a big seafood fan. I like, I do like crab. Oh, do you? Yeah, you like crab eat, cakes? Yeah, well, uh, lump, I li- I like really, real lump 
crab meat. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, talking. I like like um no, no, not your imitation crap. No, no, yeah, I like like king crab legs. Like okay. I like I like the leg. I like something to do. Oh, you I see, like I don't do that. I I don't want to work for my food. I don't want to crack things open. Yeah, and, but it makes and it make more a worth mess. it when you work for it. It's like no, 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 no. It's like it's like when you buy your first house and you piss on your own land. That's kind of like the same. It's like you're you're working for what you <laughs> for what you. you <laughs> I want. never heard of that one. Piss on your own land. <laughs> it's the greatest feeling in the world. <laughs> I guess you like That's the most American feeling you can have is just pissing on your own land. I guess you like fertilizing your own lawn, huh? <laughs> hey, I'll walk the dogs out too, and I'll and I'll pee on their pee too. <laughs> well, you could go hide in the cornfield. Well, that's true. You could hide in the cornfield and just take and, a piss and, and water the corn stalks. <laughs> They'll have we'll have the highest corn stalks right in one area. They'll be like, "What are they?" What are they feeding these things? <laughs> I know. It's all those vitamins. <laughs> no, I, I really don't like to, to you know, like I know people like going to Red Lobster, I guess, and, and, and order crab legs and, you know, crack them and all that. I and do break like them it, and all that. I think what's nice about crab to me is it can be a very social thing. Like it's something you could talk. Like you and I that, could be sitting here right, right. now. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a social thing for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. What I do not like is I hate, I hate the little crab. I like the king crab, the Alaskan king crab legs. I hate those like little crabs. Oh, so like you're not into the uh, Maryland blue crab thingy? No, no. no. I, it's so much work for so little. I, I uh, that's okay. not for me. No, if I, I'm, I'll be uh, castrated from Maryland. They're gonna, <laughs> I know, really. They're, they're, they're gonna... not gonna allow me across the <laughs> across the state line. Uh, Chatter with Chad's band from from. From Maryland, but I, <laughs> don't use those things to crack open the legs on your, you know, ink. <laughs> yeah, it's just my. I, I mean, this is just my opinion. I don't speak for everyone, obviously. I speak for myself, but I hate those. They, I first of all, I think they taste like crap, <laughs> and I think it's so much damn work for so little. Fo- it would be like, could I get a little meat off of a woodpecker? Yeah, but <laughs> I need six woodpeckers to get half a plate worth of meat. It's like that's how those crabs are to me. Like. The Alaskan king uh, crab legs are just so plus, <laughs> like, it's so hard. It's like, I feel like it adds to the like not like people die out there in Alaska waters getting those king crab legs. So that's like a manly food when you're eating that. Like somebody could have lost their limbs for this meat that I'm about to feast on. Like that's American right there. That's how we do it. Like you know what I mean? Like I never could, thought about that really. I think about that every time I get a bag. Like, how many bodies are there behind this leg I'm about to feast on? Like, it's like a kingly meal. Like, the Duke of Lancaster. I, I never even thought about that in that way. Yep. Survival of the fittest. You're knocking stuff on the floor. Oh, uh, no. Air cut off. That's it. Tell the bartender. No more for Dave. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that's that's what really makes it good. But you had, had you can almost taste the blood on it when you're just eating it. But you have had then uh, Alaskan crab legs, then I guess. Oh yeah, so. that's why I made. I like crab and steak. I made that a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I wasn't invited. Yes, oh, you man. were. You didn't come. I invited you. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. When was that? 
It would have been a couple weeks ago. I, I invited it. you. I made crab legs and steak, and I invited you, but you you made dinner with, with the kids. Oh, really? Oh, was that when I? Okay, I'm sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I sat here and I peeled. Cra- I gave crab legs to the producer over here, and he. <laughs> she, she, he's he, sleeping. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't eat them. He did He wasn't a fan. <laughs> but yet, cat likes. At least my cat likes anything seafood. Well, I I actually so I made them. And before I made him, I, I thought, I mean, I don't really, he doesn't eat human food. Um, not even like, I, I mean, I obviously I don't give it to him because I don't want to start that habit. Right, but right, right. Even there's been a couple of times that I've tried and he has no ambition whatsoever in eating human food. He likes his cat food. Mm-hmm. But um, I Googled, can you give cats crab? And it said online basically that you can. And it even said that it's it's healthy for him to have it. Yeah. Just without the spice, like it, they recommend oh, yeah, it. Yeah, they're like yeah. you know, you just give them like the natural crab yeah. legs. So I took like uh, maybe two legs and I boiled them in the water and just plain the water. And then after they were done, I added you know Old Bay and stuff. And then I threw the rest of the crab uh, in for me. And I took his. And while my crab was cooking, I I peeled his legs and pulled out the. Um, pulled out the meat and stuff and put uh-huh. him in his bowl. He went over and he sniffed it and walked away. Oh. And then like an hour later, I went by and it was still in the bowl. So I just I ended up throwing it out. But I was like, he's the pickiest eater. <laughs> What's like, um, well, my cat's a pretty a picky eater. Yeah. I mean, as long as, for example, she likes that uh, those pouch things called lickables. Yeah. And uh, what was it, two nights ago? It was uh, just plain chicken. No, didn't touch it at all. It has to have like tuna or shrimp or, you know, some sort of seafood. Yeah. He's a fish guy, too. Yeah. Oh, have you ever, not to change the subject, have you ever smelled mothballs? Yeah. How'd you get their legs apart? And that's an old one. <laughs> and that is really old. <laughs> get some little, little tweezers. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you're a school teacher. You probably heard it all. I heard Alan before, yeah. Yeah. Not too original for you. No, there, there, there's some there's some things that are original that I hear from some kids, you know. I've uh, and, and, and at times it's hard for me to keep a straight face. That you know, it really, really is at times like um uh I don't I'm not sure if I told you this one. There was a little girl that uh uh she said um Mr. Chavez, Mr. Chavez, Mr. Chavez, and you know, yank, yank, yank. It was kindergarten, <laughs> yank, 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 and and of course it was like May. It was hot. It was Friday. It was a, she caught me in my vulnerable time, and I broke down and I said, "What is it? I have a new daddy." So of course, me being vulnerable at the time, I said. Well, well, what happened to the last one? Her reply was, "Oh, well, mommy kicked his ass out because he was doing drugs." And I, oh shit! Okay, I oh my gosh! You know, <laughs> this is from a five-year-old. I'm thinking, who knows what the family life was like? Yeah, you know. So I, I've heard all no sorts crabs of things. like no crab legs and steak. No, <laughs> but you might have the latest, um, uh, the latest uh, smartphone. Probably. Probably. That's 
Well, that takes. Have you been watching what's going down in Texas with the border crisis? Uh, with the um, razor wire. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking. You know. Ah. Uh, sigh. Let's. We'll have a moment of silence. Yeah. Well. Well, I do think. I mean, not to take the show political in any sense, but I'll probably add on to it. Don't worry. Go ahead. <laughs> I kind of I, I I do wish the government got the uh, border issue under control a little bit. It is kind of crazy when you hear so, like I didn't realize uh, till very very recently just how many people were coming through on a daily basis, and it is it does it is alarming. Like it 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 is extremely alarming. It is to be honest with you horrifying because I'm thinking you know, and and my mother. At 102, to this day, tells me the story of how when she came to this country, what she had to go through. And and so she she does not believe what these people are doing is, is right. Well, we come from similar backgrounds, yeah. uh, you and I. I yeah. mean, my father came here legally through yeah. the processes, and it, it's not an R- easy process. Right, right. It takes right, time. Right. right. And, and for my mom, back in the 50s, I believe, because she came here in— 1952, I believe, and um, she had to take a bus and went from her hometown of Morelia to Mexico City. Had to stay, I don't know how long, with 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 one of her aunts, and and then she went back and forth working on her papers with the uh, Ministry of Exterior Relations, uh, the Mexican version of the uh, State Department, then then to the U.S. Embassy and all that stuff to get her papers to get her passport and get her papers to become an American resident and all that other stuff. And then she had to wait a time. And, 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 and she did it legally, you know. And, you know, and back then they were poor, so they didn't take any, any uh, planes. They took Greyhound, the bus, whatever, yeah. you know, to go from there to Chicago. And, um, and so there, you know, and it wasn't until like five years later that she got the application to become a U.S. citizen. So this is 1957, and my mom said, "Now nah, a bit later. So the later didn't become until, like, she was 97 years old and she became a U.S. citizen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my dad my dad came over here when he was on a lifetime visa, which they, they don't even off, offer anymore. Uh-huh. That's a thing of the past at this point. But, yeah, he had a lifetime visa. Um but it, I know it's not an easy process, and it just, it, it kind of does frustrate me that you know we have people that are just defying, uh, defying our rules and regulations right. just to come it, over here, that, that and they're risking their lives. I mean, it's yeah, they are. To take the they aspect are. out of, of, I mean, it's not an easy thing. It's a very dangerous track that they're taking, especially you know, especially if if you're coming you know in the summertime across the Arizona desert. Really, people? I mean, come on, and and then and then the thing is, there are people that are uh, are taking advantage of them. Whatever few bucks they have, yeah, they have to pay a, a coyote, uh, one of the guys that illegally brings them over, and then at times they just dump them there, you know, in the middle of the desert and what have you. So they also are risking their lives. And I'm thinking, so you're risking your life and getting killed here in a desert versus wherever you come from. You know what I mean? 
they're chasing that American dream that I do think many people in this country take for granted nowadays. Yeah, yeah. See, people forget how nice we have it here. Oops. This ice. You're not a smoker, right? You never were. I did smoke long, long time ago. Um, and um, Marlboro Man. Right? No, it wasn't a Marlboro Man. It was a, it was a cigarette that I liked. Be, because believe it or not, have you ever had an Andes mint candy, mint chocolate? Yeah. Okay. There was a brand of cigarettes called Bright, and and you stuck that cigarette in your mouth, and it was almost it tasted almost like having one of those Andy chocolate mints in your mouth. Yeah. And you lit it, and the same thing too. One thing I must say about cigarette smoking, I know it, it's dangerous for your health and all that stuff. It did taste it good with coffee. Yeah. For we some reason, it tasted good with coffee. I would like to pass down to our listeners, we don't promote smoking. No, we don't. No, we smoking. don't. We, we don't. go against what Dave's recommending here to all of you. And we, no. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I was never a smoker. That was never something I yeah. Yeah. I got into. I mean, cigars from time to time at golf, but that no, was very I, I never even. Life. No, no. I, I, I tried a cigar once and I got sick, so forget that. You know, no. Um, but, you know, being raised in the 60s. That's yeah. all. You, you were surrounded by people who smoked. My dad it was smoked. Cool thing to do. Back yeah. In the day. I mean, yeah. You know, and, and of course, as an Hispanic they in the schools. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh when yeah. Started there. Yeah. As a matter of fact, back in the in the early seventies, late sixties, there was a big brouhaha about having um, a uh, student smoking lounge in high schools. Really? Just yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> that was a big thing. The day did. You, the school district have one where you were at, or were they just talking about it? Well, no, no, no. This was a Catholic all boys mm-hmm. school in Chicago. This is an all uh, Catholic all boys school. What about school. the school you worked for? Did they have no or smoking kind of outlawed by the time you? No. Oh no, 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 no. As a matter of fact, <laughs> back in the seventies, mm. our principal would walk around smoking. And <laughs> no, no, he would. He would. Yeah. He would come around smoking around and. Uh, and he, and uh, times I remember this. What else, Diaz Class? Hey, what's wrong with them? How come they're not smiling? That's because the way you said it, Ray. You know, it's supposed to smile and say Buenos Dias. You just don't Buenos Dias. He was a colonel in the army. Yeah, and and uh, I love that man, though. I really love him. He he's fantastic, and um, very military, though. Very military. There was one episode that we had. Um, groups of, of teachers and were broken into teams you know like first grade second grade uh, reading specialists so on ESL specials yeah, yeah and and we were called like team A team B team C team D okay no sir it had to be Alpha Bravo Charlie Delta Echo and I'm making really a fan of the uh, phonetic alphabet <laughs> and I'm making really right come on oh. so anyway um um but it's a whole. I'll leave that topic for another, another podcast <laughs> <laughs> of of uh, my early life and and teaching. <laughs> hey, that, that's what we're here. The, the fans want to hear mm. about uh, Dave and where Dave's come from. You are, you know, but but back in the seventies, you know, uh, teachers did smoke and and stuff like that. And even uh, when I went to Millersville, back then it was called Millersville State College, not Millersville University. Yeah, professors and teachers, uh, professors and students smoke. 
you know yeah. you kicked around the metal the metal trash can you know as your giant uh, <laughs> uh, ash ashtray and uh, we went around you know yeah so but um yeah but smoking I'm not exactly sure when smoking really start stopped or when they stopped when making it became the, more taboo in a sense. Right, and I, I remember when all the cigarette commercials, the Marlboro Cowboy, you know, dun dun da dun dun da 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 dun dun. You know. Now I feel like we switch more to pharmaceuticals than yeah. we did yeah. cigarettes. I mean, that's the ads and stuff. You, it, it's you know, I heard this and I thought it was crazy, and they were saying that like, you know, these. Like, we have these pharmaceutical commercials and stuff. And a lot of countries, that's banned. And, yeah. it's, and it's crazy to the fact how we live in a society here where you... Like, I feel like one of the negatives of where we're currently at is the fact that you can go to your doctor and tell you... Like, it shouldn't be set up that way. Like, no. You should go right. and... Right, right. Uh, you should go and you should, you know, say, like, you know, oh, I have hip pain. Like, can you make this better? And the doctor does their job... It makes it happen. It should not be like, hey, I want you to prescribe me. You need a sec. No. I mean, I gotta take this. Yeah, you come on my show and you have... No. Uh, no, you're fine. No, it's okay. It's substitute teacher service and they want to know if I want to work tomorrow. No, I you're don't. You're not working? No. Um, You're teaching the world right now, tell them. Yeah, anyhow. Uh, at least the millions of listeners. And having more fun doing it. Yeah, um... So, uh, where was I at before you interrupted me? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. You. Uh, About the glamorization of of uh, oh, pharmaceuticals, yeah, yeah. like the fact that we live in, like it, it is a very American thing, almost in a sense that you can go to your doctor and recommend what you want, like that. In in most societies and stuff, that's not like that. But here no. we advertise, like you shouldn't be going to your doctor saying hey I, you know i have hip pain put me on a b and c right right it should be like you go and this is my issue and the doctor's making the recommendation yeah and a lot of people don't know this but take it one step further uh from my understanding is that going back in time um the pharmacist used to be the the main attributor of that stuff it used to be to the fact where your doctor would acknowledge a problem and write a prescription for a problem and your pharmacist would actually be the one that would more or less pick and put you on the medication for the problem that you have. Right. The pharmacist was supposed to be the expert in the medications. Yeah. And your doctor was supposed to be the expert on, you know. Yeah. Pro- so it would be like, yeah, you have severe hip pain. So they would write your prescription or, or recommend a prescription for severe hip pain. And the pharmacist was actually the one that picked the medication to solve that problem and now it's completely different now the doctors right. choose all this right. and right you see with and so you not have commercial like oh yeah. oh zampic oh, you know yeah, yeah. and then at the <laughs> la, end la, la, get la. The, this may cause erectile dysfunction <laughs> pain while urinating right death. Oh, this death death, death i know in and some I, instances uh, uh, there was there was one uh, commercial i forgot what was the the drug it was something to do with to prevent you from 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 smoking, and after they tell you all of this, including deaths like and all that, you delusional f- thoughts, you feel like, homicidal in- yeah, tendencies, right? right. Like, you yeah. feel like, oh, just smoke the damn cigarette. <laughs> Forget about this stuff. It's gonna if it's gonna cause you death, you know, you might as well do it the, the slow way. <laughs> smoke it up, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
There's but, Dave hitting the bong. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, but you know the the thing is, you know, at, at times when I see all of these commercials, I do bring it up to my doctor, and I say, okay, now what exactly? Which I, I should not. What exactly is the difference between this, 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 and that? They're all supposed to take care of. Uh, Diabetes or cholesterol say, I mean, or whatever. Being a yeah. diabetic, not to put you on the spot, yeah. but I see a ton of different ads right. for diabetic right. medication. And, and her response was, well, you know what? They all have the same ingredient. I'm like, oh, okay, really? Because, you know, I said, well, if this isn't working, can you try this one or can you try that one, you know? And, and you know, and she said to me, I said, well, you really don't want to be a guinea pig on all of this stuff. Yeah. You know, so so stick with what you're doing, what you have. And you know, and, and just ignored the, the the commercialization of of, of all of these uh, medications yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's and, and then you stop and think. You stop and think, how much money it takes to make these commercials. Millions. And think of how much money these they must be making. Right. Millions. Right. Yeah. Big pharma. Right. And and of course, here you are on Medicare. And. You still have to fork over six hundred and twenty-nine dollars for your trilicity. Yes, granted it's three months worth, but it's twelve injections a week. So you divide that by you know, and it's like it's fifty dollars a shot for once a week. Fifty bucks. Well, you think it? You almost think in in with how much money I, uh, with how much money the average American pays in taxes throughout their lifetime. You think our politicians would be fighting for a health care that keeps us alive and working and healthy longer so I could keep forking their bill. Yeah. <laughs> keep sending their money. I know, you know, and um but we do have money to, to be spending on all sorts of endeavors. Thank you. It, 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 it's a nice word instead of my S H I T word. <laughs> well we endeavors. spend money on everything but ourselves. Yeah, that's true. We really do. It seems like that now more than ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always thought it was so funny where I love this. This is more, in a sense, state government than it is federal. But the one thing that always cracked me up about it is the fact that the state takes all this money from us and taxes and stuff. And then they decide that they're going to give a million dollars to fix some bridge where I live. And then they have a whole ribbon cutting and ceremony. They want me to come and celebrate and appreciate the fact that, and they're bragging, oh, you know, when I ran, yeah, yeah, you built the new bridge with my money. Like, you want me to come and celebrate you on spending my money to help me. Like, <laughs> th like you, that shouldn't be a thank you. That should be a given. Like, I'm right. not giving you this money to just, you know, blow. I, I want you to fix the bridges with my money. I shouldn't have to thank you for using my money to help me. But they all want thank yous and appreciation for it. Uh, they all want a pat on the back. Where's my pat on the back? Hey, speaking of, of roads and all that, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the sink. You know, when, when we had to boil our water yeah. because there was a sinkhole yeah, and broke the water main and all that. Have you noticed that? They haven't fixed it. They haven't finished. No, no. I have to slow down when I'm driving. As a matter of fact, I think it's sinking. It's because, you know, you used to go, ba-doom. Well, now it's a bigger ba-doom. You well, know I what I mean? I think that's why they're waiting. I think, 
I think what they did is they dug the hole and they filled it in. And I think now that they're waiting for it to get pushed, sink to, down to in, settle down, they'll fill it back in more. And then once it gets sturdy, I, I hope they repave it. But yeah, I didn't. Oh, I have to slow down. You have yeah. to go oh, like yeah. five yeah. miles an hour. It mm-hmm. was like that on, um, on that road. Uh, um, not let it's pike, uh, for Mannheim the, pike. Okay. For a while, they had the road ripped up like that. They were repaving it. And it would get to, the, like, if I was driving home late at night in the dark and you weren't paying attention, I thought, like, there was one night where I was driving. And, I mean, I wasn't even, like, speeding. It's not like I was flying through there. The speed limit's, like, I think it's, like, 35. I was probably doing maybe, at the most, maybe, like, 40, 45. And I hit that, <laughs> and my truck went, like, dunk, And I was, like, oh, God. Like, I thought my tires were going to fall off. It was, and I'm, like, how can they leave it like that? Like, <laughs> Well, that's what our road is like, you know. And I'm thinking, I wonder when this is gonna all, you know, settle down. So yeah, yeah. As long as it, as long as it doesn't break the water main again, and we have to go through boiling our water or buying bottled water. Did you water. boil water, or did you just get bottled? I did both. Yeah, I did. We both. We filled up our bathtub. And, uh, <laughs> really? No. No. <laughs> no. We expected a hurricane, an earthquake, or something, you know? <laughs> no, we we just I, well, I had the water. I have a water, you know, machine that you. Yeah, uh, you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And w- I shut that down. I actually i sh- I turned off the water valve to it, um, uh, and then you, I drained it out. I drained the line out, okay. and I thought it would be good to kind of let it dry because I was like, it's just kind of had constant water flowing through it. So I was like, it's probably good for the thing to, you know dry out for a day or two and then luckily they they fixed it pretty quickly oh, i just wish they would have said something other than just putting the posting on the door like they didn't knock or sit like right. they just threw yeah. the paper on the door and called it a day like how often do people check their doors like yeah well that was the, the first time yeah and then and then the the second yeah, time they did w- knock when they said yeah the, it's all clear right so that's the state for you yeah yeah it's just it's 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 crazy it's crazy how they how they work and they rip our roads apart and they at least they fix the water line at least now we can drink again yeah but were you boiling your water before you showered and stuff babe yeah no i i showered. i think their letter was a little over the top too yeah i think i mean i get i get where they're coming from but like the letter basically made it sound like if you drink this water, it, you're going to die. And I, I don't <laughs> think it was that bad. No, I, I don't mean, think so. No. I think it was just, I think they were just being safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess because, you know, we're, uh, at least in the United States, we're very uh, so happy. Yeah. You know, we're very so happy, you know. Uh, oh. Oh. Go ahead. No, 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 no. That's, um, yeah, I get what you mean. Everybody sues for everything. I, I think, I think it's in a sense a bad trend that we have. I think. It's, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think it's messed up a lot. It's like. Um, That's why you can't do anything without signing your name and dating things because they want to make sure that they're protected that you don't sue them. You know. You know. Uh, speaking of, going back to. As a teacher, uh, I was with a teacher, and also kindergarten, and 
we have this thing, this policy that whenever we're going on a field trip, the parents have to sign this permission consent form that you're not going to sue the teacher, you're not going to sue the principal, you're not going to school, you know, sue the school, the school district, yeah, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and if you don't sign it, then you as a parent are supposed to come with the kid for this field trip. And our and our usually once a year field trip with kindergarten is actually Philadelphia Zoo. Okay, so it's not that we're going to go through yeah something hazardous. Okay, well there was this one parent, a father, who wanted her daughter, his daughter, to go, but he refused to sign the paper, and he refused to go. So if you refuse to sign the paper, that means you want to sue us. And the alternative is for you to come, but you don't want to come, even though what you're not. Have, did they not let the student go? I I forgot what what finally happened because I I was not the teacher. I, you yeah, know, but you know I, I'm just thinking, huh? Well, sign the damn paper, let the kid go. I mean, we're just going to the Philadelphia Zoo. We're not going to go, you know. Yeah. We're not going to go mountain climbing or anything like that, yeah. you know. And and if you don't want to send the paper, then get your ass in here. You come. You know, yeah. you're not working. You know, get in here. Yeah. Take parents. care of your kid. But, you know, the thing is, you have some, some parents who, who <sighs> like parenting skills, case in point. We had one parent and her daughter. And um, so the parent decided, okay. So, you know, she's walking in front of us. Oh, uh, and then she says, oh, excuse me, could you take care of my daughter while I take a smoke? And she went over to the ladies' room to smoke. And we were stuck with the kid. On and a field the, trip. Yeah, and the kid preferred to be with us <laughs> than the mom. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Because, you know, then, then the little girl wasn't holding on to my hand or to the other teacher's hand. Yeah, yeah. And then the mom came over, didn't let go. After smoking a cigarette. Yeah. She needed had to take that a, release. Needed she, that last. She had to take a smoke. That last so, puff. You know, just needed that. That, that. That's when you said about, you know, about talking about me as a teacher. Uh, I'm thinking that's a whole episode <laughs> for later <laughs> on. I could go on and on and on and on and on and on. You have to re- remember it's 32 years. That, that <laughs> yeah, You have a lot of stories, I'm sure, about your mm, time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then some. It is, it it's changed, it's changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just education in general, and you know, teaching. And, and I, I pity these teachers sometimes nowadays and what they have to go through. It's well, the scary thing too is that you know, back when I first started, we had fire drills. We then had like what we called inclement weather, you know, for like hurricanes or you know yeah. tornadoes and stuff like that. Okay, but that was it. But then we then included now. Um, like intruder alerts. Yeah. Arm intruder. Uh, building uh, evacuation in case there's a bomb, and and we had to evacuate the whole building to another block. I mean, the whole building had to be, you know, we had to leave. Yeah. To another block, you know, and this is just for safety precautions. And then, of course, then you had your tru- your intruder alert where you had to lock the door, the classrooms, down. Yeah, yeah, and all that stuff. 
and we had never ever had to do that before but it was you know at least the last five years of, of me teaching that we started doing that you know and and it's getting worse now yeah you know because uh, we now even have well, I forgot the name of it when you have a a police officer in the building now yeah I forget they're, they're called something. resource officer there we go thank you yes you know brown hide fight and, and and the thing is, you need more than one, especially if, if it's a high, uh, a big building, a high school. Yeah. Yeah. To keep track, go around, and, and eliminate the threat. Yeah. yeah. It's, or, it's, or, or more monitors. I mean, you know, cameras all over the place. Yeah, I mean, that's... Unfortunately, I feel like that's where we're getting to now in society is we're getting to this camera society. I mean, everybody has them on their house. You know, they're... We're not you. <laughs> well, don't advertise that. No, I won't. <laughs> um, but I have you. <laughs> yeah, my cameras cover your house. Uh, but um, I where it really starts bothering me. I, I this is where like I hate to feel like a conspiracy theorist, but like where it really does get on my nerves, kind of in a sense, is like you drive down the highways and they got the cameras on the highways now on the side and stuff, the state, mm-hmm. and I wonder like. What like what really drives me nuts is the fact that, uh, you know, again, it, it's it's hard to talk about this stuff without seeming like like a conspiracy theorist nut. <laughs> but like, for instance, the other day I was going down the I was on the turnpike, and like as you're driving down the Pennsylvania turnpike, there's like areas where you go in where they have like the overhead like uh, mm-hmm. like things, and they have the the readers that you right. know read cars and stuff and i i think they're i i they they scan they to the point where they can even tell how many people are in the car and stuff and it's like i i like that does scare me that that's what we're getting like that they're keeping track because right the problem like regardless of whether or not that's used for bad or not i feel like it opens up the potential for the bad like uh, the argument could just be like oh it's not to monitor you or where you're going or that. It's just to keep track of how many people travel on this roadway or keep track of how many cars travel on this roadway. And, you know, so we can assess, you know, over a period of time, what is the damage to the roadway and how can we improve? Like, the, I get the, the positive arguments they could have, but I feel like the negative, uh, in a sense, to me, the the privacy aspect almost just out like the fact that it's. I guess it's it's like there's there's positive and negatives to all of it, right? And and right. I guess where it comes down to is it comes down for me like the ethics of outweighing the both of them, you know, like right. having cameras up and down the state highways monitoring cars and and you know video tra- like yes, if let's say a, a child is abducted, right? You know, having equipment like that could help. Yeah, having equipment like that could help track a vehicle and help get a thor and and like that situation, I can see it being a positive thing. Does that outweigh the fact that they can literally monitor anybody they want and keep track of them uh, to to an insane degree? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess in a sense that's where like that not, decision's not really up to me, but right. it is kind right. of like just an eerie feeling to think yeah. that like in a sense the government can monitor. Yeah. In, uh, in other words, you're new. I think. Like, yeah. In other words, you're, you're giving up some freedom for your safety. Yeah, and I guess yeah. I guess where the line comes, and I mean. I, to be honest, I think, again, like you made the joke about another podcast, I think that's kind of the rabbit hole this is. But it's like, I I think we've had a hard 
crisis since 9-11 of outweighing privacy and safety when when does one cross over the other like and you see it with like the nsa and stuff you know now that we know that you know they can more or less keep track of every text message you send and what you're sending and where you're at and your location and stuff like right right. all under this umbrella of safety well when does privacy start outweighing safety i guess is, is the sense like you know i i don't think the mass majority of americans are terroristic killers that are out there doing terrible right. you know I, I think it's a small very very small proportionate of individuals you know and how 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 do we weigh and weigh and adjust that you know when right. when does safety overstep that line in a sense like, yeah i don't know i do hate to say i don't really know why that bothers me so much but it just every time I see them pop a new camera up or something on the side of the highway, it just it it's like, I, I guess in a sense why, mm-hmm. like that's what it really comes down to. Like, what do you really need to know? Like, and how safe is that? Like, is 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 Russia going to be able to hack into that system and see everywhere I've been in the past? You know, yeah, month, yeah. Like, how where's the safety of this equipment that you know this data that you know, the government and these companies even getting into Facebook and stuff that they're collecting and stuff. Like, I guess it comes down to like how safe actually is it? Right. That's a conversation for another drink. That's true. Yep. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's, it's always a pleasure having you on chatter with Chad. Oh, thank you. And the guest, you're a fan favorite. Thank you. By many to come back. And And it's, it's a privilege of being here with you, you know, and, and, Doing chatter with Chad, and this time people get might get to see you. I hope so. <laughs> I'm not even sure am I looking at the right place or not. Yeah, you're looking at okay, okay. okay place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll get the hang of it, Mr. TV star. You'll have uh, to, you'll have to add that to the resume. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Although, as a retired person, I don't think I want to be writing any more resumes. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> my my next resume may be okay. Brethren Village, Luther Acres, <laughs> United Zion, whatever else is out there, you know. Or <laughs> we go on. My drink's almost done. Meridian Manor. I'm done already. Believe oh, it or not, you, you finished that one quick. Yes, I did. Well, it's always a pleasure having you, and uh, thanks for being the first guest of the second season. Sure. Well, it's a pleasure. You know, I've really enjoyed being here, and uh, it's. I always look forward to these encounters. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you do. And now we get to bring a whole new aspect of the show to people. They don't just get to hear us, but right. they get right. to see our smiling faces yes. while we're yes. drinking, sipping our spirits, and yes. gabbering on about useless nonsense. And besides, just you know, not just me, but you know, all the other people you've had before on on, on the show. On, on on your podcast, They're, they've been really great and gracious, and we uh, got some great guests coming up for season two, and I'm right. excited. I'm and looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, as everything, you know, season two, we've invested more money, more time, and uh, I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> I I could see it. <laughs> yeah, putting on a production is not cheap. No, um, no. Think you probably must have worked overtime by now. <laughs> <laughs> To pay for the equipment that I see before me. All your lighting and stuff. I know, like, really. And, the, you know, the people that help out with the audio work and stuff are just tremendous. And we couldn't do it without all their help. Yeah. And yep. Dylan helping with the equipment and, and 
getting his audio. Uh, we just couldn't do Dylan. it. Yeah, we couldn't do it without him. And um, just shout out to the listeners, obviously. We're back for another great season. Yeah, so stay tuned and be with us again. <laughs>